Welcome to Strung Out, the podcast that looks at life through the lens of an artist. Your host is the artist, writer, and musician, Martin Lawrence McCormack. Now here's Marty. Welcome to Strung Out. I have with me my friend, Pastor Drew Jakes of uh, St. David's Presbyterian Church in Campbellsville, Ontario. This is our program called Around the Campfire. Earlier today, I was thinking, you know, the, about my introduction of you and really calling it a church from where you're going these days is a misnomer. It's more about St. David's community. You feel Christianity as a whole in the Western world is on the wing. And I think you're on to something. The idea that, as you said in the last podcast that we did, that you're trying to give everybody a life preserver when the ship goes down. And it seems these days that has a good chance of happening. With that in mind, here in the States, we're getting close to Thanksgiving. I always wondered why Canada has its Thanksgiving earlier than us. Is there any reason? Yeah, because the folks landed in Canada first before they got down the, the, the Jersey oh. coast. <laughs> <laughs> or wherever it is they landed, somewhere. The news yeah. said there was a groat found at Cupid's Cove which was one of the earliest settlements of the English in Canada. It's 600 years old, this penny. It's the oldest coin of English origin found in North America thus far. Wow. So you might have something there. We tend to forget, I think, in the States that the settlement did start up there and went down south. There's a place in Newfoundland called Lance Meadows. Mm-hmm. And the Vikings were there before anybody. And the Portuguese were in Newfoundland before the English, for the fishing. They were coming across and fishing. There's a fascinating book called The Something of Seven Cities. And the guy's whole thesis is that before anybody, the Chinese were on Cape Breton Island and had a settlement. The Chinese, going back more than 2,000 years ago, apparently they had really big sailing ships that could circumnavigate easily. And he's found some archaeological remains. His argument is these are foundations from a Chinese settlement. The interesting thing, though, in Cape Breton, there's a First Nation tribe. And they have traditional dress like no other First Nation tribe in North America. If you look at it closely, you can see a heavy a Chinese influence in the clothing. So it, it's wow. been busy on the coast for a while. Yeah, every group has their, we got the America story, the Irish talk about coming over with the Kurok, which is the leather boat. And they did find Ogham writing, the Irish writing that predates Gaelic in Virginia. So who knows? So it does make you wonder the world, the globalization of this world. I think we have a tendency to delude ourselves thinking that now we are getting globalized. I think the world was long time globalized, you know, with the human species. Today, what I wanted to talk to you about, and might have something to do with the way we are talking about it, is there's a subject that gets beaten to death, I think, and that is the subject of gratitude. In so much that it's one of those pop culture kind of things, change your life by practicing gratitude. We have a tendency to brush that off. But there is a lot of scientific fact backing the, that gratitude is beneficial for our psychological well-being. And, and our physiological well-being. 
as well. I, I hear what you say about pop culture, but it doesn't matter what pop culture says. What matters is, are you practicing it? Mm-hmm. In your, have you said thanks today? Right. Have you given thanks? I make a practice of saying thanks. For a roof over my head. I have a, a semblance of a career. I have a, a, a loving family, a wife, a daughter. I'm able to drive, get her to school, mm. a dog. All the bills are paid. So I practice gratitude. I guess the question I would have is when I practice it, there's always that other side that creeps up in my head. It's the, if only I had this, then I would truly be happy. And it's the antithesis of Mm -hmm. gratitude. I think a lot of people are stuck in the if onlys. And I was hoping maybe you could expound a little bit on that. Sure. You ready? (laughs) Yeah. I I use Thanksgiving instead of gratitude. Personally, just giving thanks is, for me, a more powerful word. And it goes back to the founder of the faith. And if you read closely, he was always starting everything with giving thanks, always. And that giving thanks is the start point, because what it does, if you practice it properly, Thanksgiving needs to be in your heart. It's not a head thing. And in our being, we have two aspects that are important to pay attention to. One is our lower self, which is our brain, which is the reptile brain that advertising has been pushing the the button forever and ever, and and the society is brainwashed to accumulate. And, Mm -hmm. And I think that's where the if only centers is in the brain. Practicing thanksgiving or gratitude is a pretty simple process. My suggestion is always start in the morning before you get going, because that's when you're at your quietest. And we have a little game we play at St. David's of checking in with ourselves. How far into the day did you get before you gave thanks? So the process is one, sit still, even when you're still lying in bed before you get up. Shut up. And that means shutting down the monkey brain, the reptile brain that's always going. And the mental health crisis in the world today is actually a spiritual crisis insofar as people are highly connected in their brains, but they're not connected to their hearts. And if you're going to live thankfully and gratefully, you have to connect with your heart. And the way you do that is sit still, shut up and breathe. And so take in a deep breath right now and hold it and let it out. Do it again. And you should feel things going down. And it's through breathing that we can get into our hearts and shut the brain up. And when you have a thankful heart, what that serves as is, and this is my phraseology, it's a green light. The spirit is looking for a thankful heart. The spirit is looking for an open heart. And the mechanism is to get out of your brain and to get into your heart and to use breath. And breathing techniques have been around since long before Jesus was a cowboy. And it's across faiths. There's this great, the James Nestor book called Breath. And it's transformative and changes how you think about your mind and body. And ultimately it's about, we don't know how to breathe anymore. And we don't take the time to breathe. And starting with, you can just feel everything dropping. 
And this is especially important for people who have anxiety or depression. That whole mindfulness thing, this is mindfulness. It was never called mindfulness 3,000 years ago. It was called deep breathing. And people made a practice of breathing and just settling it all down and shutting it up and opening your heart. And when your heart is open, it's the green light, then the flow can happen. Am I making sense at all? I would like us to walk back some of these terms. First sure. of all, let's get rid of gratitude and replace it with thankfulness. Yep. And then James Nestor in his book, Breath, is he the one that's talking about how to do these exercises? There's a couple of books and there's the breath. And it's really fascinating. And the James Nestor does work on getting you to be conscious about how to breathe and have the positive impact in your life and get to Thanksgiving. There's another one. This is called Breath Perception. A Daily Guide to Harnessing the Amazing Power of Breath. Who's the author? Dr. Barbara Kipfer. K-I-P-F-E-R. Okay. Yeah. Yoga is all about breath. And is it in the Bible? Yeah. God breathed life. And our goal is to get back to, to breathing life ourselves and making the connection. So for our listeners then, Pastor Drew... <laughs> Create a step-by-step -step approach then to thankfulness. You, you talk about early morning. Okay, it can be, it should be throughout the day. Mm -hmm. Just as a side example, when you're feeling stressed or anxious or depressed, you first and foremost have to recognize that this is what's going on up here. I'm stressing or I'm anxious. And at that point, you have to stop and take some breaths. To, mm -hmm. to sublimate and give back to your heart. But most of the readings and practices begin with first thing in the morning. Mm -hmm. Before you get all caught up and running amok and trying to do what you got to do, you start with being still. And it can be while you're still lying in bed. My practice is I get up about four o'clock in the morning. And I make a coffee, although I'm getting up at three now because of the time change. It's just messing with me. Yeah. I'll make a coffee. I'll sit on the couch in the dark. And I have uh, Paul Horn CD. In 1968, Paul Horn was at an ashram with four British musicians um, mm -hmm. who, who went on to do pretty good. But he left the, the ashram and went about 40 kilometers down the hill to the Taj Mahal. And he went in with his Nagra recorder and his flute. And the, the reverb in the Taj Mahal is 27 second delay. And so this whole CD, it's two albums he recorded there. It's just him in the Taj Mahal playing his flute. Occasionally there's one of the guards who's singing in whatever the native language is. But what it does is it helps me get out of my brain and into my heart and to breathe and just calm things down. And it's an energizing way to start the day. So be still. Shut up that constant chatter and it's not going so fast when you first wake up because you're groggy but it's be still be quiet and give thanks in your heart just say thank you and if you want to list all the things you are blessed with that's good i'm at the point where i get to the green light moment i heard somebody say one of the shortest prayers in the world is thank you and that makes a lot of sense yeah and and in the historic institution, the church building is a bird cage. 
And the pastor is the guy at the front in the robes, the most brightly dressed bird in the cage. And everybody else is trying to keep up with the Joneses with their hats and their shoes and their ties and their suits and all that. Forget it. I think of the structure of the institution of church to have the smart guy at the front and having lots of words that ultimately intimidated people. And it's when you're at home by yourself, that's when it's really important to spend the time being thankful in your heart. Work at it in the morning. Remember the methodology. Later in the day, when you're feeling stressed or anxious or depressed, you can just stop it. We're around the campfire with Pastor Drew, and we're talking about thankfulness on Strung Out. We'll be right back. If you want to catch a turkey, I'll tell you what you gotta do. Sit deep in the woods, and if you're good, you'll call it turkey to you. Turkey call is too loose. Let's try again. If you want to catch a turkey, I'll tell you what you gotta do. Sit deep in the woods and if you're good, you call a turkey to you. turkey if you want to catch a turkey i'll tell you what you gotta do sit deep in the woods and if you're good you call the turkey to you turkey call lack. Let's try again. If you want to catch a turkey, I'll tell you what you gotta do. Sit deep in the woods and if you're good, you call a turkey to you. Turkey, I'll tell you what you gotta do. Sit deep in the woods, and if you're good, you call the turkey to you.
name is Polly Chase. I am the gallery director of Marty's online art gallery at martinmccormick.com. If you haven't done so already, I invite you to go check out his artwork. He works in several different formats, painting, illustration, drawings, and a very unique way of doing scratch art, which I think you'll find very interesting. So go check it out, martinmccormick.com. Click on the gallery, look at the art, and when you're ready to start your own collection, send me an email at martyfineart at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. I want to bring up something with you that you just said before the break, and that is the notion of having this practice of thankfulness, and if you get really good at it, you can do it during the day, you can do it any place. Maybe one of the things that people get hung up on, and I want to know if you can expound on this, is that when they practice thankfulness, it always comes with an expectation that now that I did this, I'm going to be able to receive something more. Is that what thankfulness is about? Is it the sort of thing like a compact with God? I'm so glad you did everything for me. Where's my winning lottery ticket? That's not how it works. God knows what we need. God will provide for us, but God wants to see a thankful heart. And a thankful heart leads to humility. It's a loop. But Mm -hmm. thankfulness and humility, humbleness go together. And it's in getting the brain, the reptile brain, I gimme gimme, is what we got to get out of. Mm -hmm. Um, And get into our hearts and just be thankful for all the blessings that are around us with no expectation of any return. Mm-hmm. returns come, but I don't ask for stuff. I just give thanks and my needs are met. Praying and being thankful is not a wish list for getting stuff. Now there are in, it's particularly in the States, there's, there's more than one, but the one that comes to mind is a fellow named Joel Olstein, uh, the prosperity church. The whole notion that you hook up with God, God's going to take care of you, make you rich. I think that's a corruption of most of the Gospels. I think it was in Mark 13, and I'm not getting preached, I'm just telling the story. There was a story of a a rich young man who came and said, what do I got to do to follow you? And he said, go sell all your stuff and come follow me. That's been interpreted that you have to take a vow of poverty to absolutely get rid of everything. What was being said there is your focus is too much on the material things in your life, the accumulation of wealth, the development of power, whatever. If you want to be a follower, what you need to do is stop that and trust that you're going to be taken care of. Don't get rid of everything. Keep what you need to be comfortable, but share. If you are thankful, you'll be first and foremost shown or given opportunities on a daily basis to share. And that doesn't necessarily mean sticking your hand in your pocket, right? It can also mean sharing a smile, can mean sharing a tear, sharing a, a laugh. One of my things is whenever I, in a store, and I'm at the cash register, I do this almost subconsciously. I always try to have a smart ass, joyful response for the cashiers because I really, if you're working cash all day long, that's a nightmare. You got grumpy people, it's not working. And then the standard response is when I use my debit card, the machine will say approved. And Mm -hmm. I always say, oh, it's good to be approved. Right. And it's a double on totter, but it gets a smile out of somebody and I can walk away. And now when I go, there's only a few stores that I go to, the cashiers I know are there. They'll just come up and start talking to me. 
So here's the thing. The heart sends out an electromagnetic signal. And it's good for a range of about 5 to 20 feet. And this is science. Now, there's that whole debate that, well, science is against religion and religion's against science and it's not in the Bible. It's just forget it. Science is just proving what we already knew, right? It's an affirmation. It's not an attack. So if you have a humble and thankful heart, you will be emanating spirit. And whether people consciously recognize it or not, they'll react. And your calling and my calling as we walk through life is to be humble, be thankful, and be emanating positive spirit. Peace, hope, joy, love. Right? Same thing. I'm just going to be thankful for the sake of being thankful. End of story. And I'll be taken care of. Lisa and I, we talk about living life backwards. We were in a really big house up in Halebury. You were in the house. And, and we've slowly been moving down. We've gone from over about 3,000 square feet to we're now in under 750 square feet. And we got Ikea furniture all over. We're living like students. We're downsizing and um, we're getting light because I think as you get into the end game, I don't know how long that is, but you need to get really light and buoyant and you can't have a lot of... I see too many people with too much stuff and they're sinking. Sorry. And we should save that for another podcast, the idea of stuff, because I think you're onto something where everybody struggles with it at, at some level. And I, I want to, that's our next campfire. I want to ask you then, is thankfulness the gateway to mindfulness or is it the other way around? I think the practice of thankfulness predates mindfulness by a long time. And mindfulness has been around for a little bit. It's more modern. And it's been horribly abused and turned into a money-making machine for some people. And I'm not dissing mindfulness. Mindfulness is important to, to get into your head and be aware in the moment. If you are thankful, you start the day thankful, you can give thanks all day long. And in all things, be thankful. I think practicing thankfulness is practicing mindfulness again the notion being get out of your head and get into your heart and live we've only got one life and when you're running trying to keep up with the joneses and accumulate you look at the mess in the world today we have to step out of that and we can do it on our own see the institution didn't educate or enable people to do this because the last thing you want is the is the congregation running around being thankful all on their own without direction without supervision that's not the way it should be you have the ability to be thankful and live in your heart that's the message from upstairs be thankful live thankful share follow let's take a little break i am talking to pastor drew jakes he is the pastor of saint david's Presbyterian Church in Campbellsville, Ontario. This is our podcast we call Around the Campfire. And as always, we get into a lot of stuff. You're listening to Strung Out. I know our love is changing. 
Go to martinmccormack.com and sign up for our newsletter. You'll get the latest blog from Marty, information about upcoming podcasts, and what's happening in the gallery. That's martinmccormack.com. I got a great joke if you want. (laughs) (laughs) You want to share it now? Sure. So Jesus walks into a bar and there's an old Russian sitting at the bar and he walks up to the guy and the guy's having a drink and he says, uh, are you a follower? And the guy just grunges and and Jesus turns his water into wine and walks out. Comes back the next day. Guy's sitting there with his glass of water and are you a follower? And he's leave me alone. Watch this. Turns it into wine. Leaves. Comes back the next day. Same question. And the fellow says, I will if you'd stop turning my vodka into wine. Boom, boom. <laughs> We're here all week. <laughs> <laughs> well, great to keep that on the podcast. Maybe we found a new angle, too. You've got to come up with one zinger. We were talking about the heart's an electromagnetic trend and people's energy, whether you're conscious of it or not. And we were talking about this last time. We were talking, the first question you should be asking yourself of others is the glass half empty or half full? And there are people, the gratitude bunch who have a list who aren't getting what they want, the glass is half empty, right? Thankfulness is the glass is half full, no matter what. And you can see it as you walk. I call them bright lights. You can see the, the light of somebody who's got a joyful, thankful heart. You can also see miserable people. And they will, the, the polarity is positive and negative. The more I hear you talk about mindfulness, for me as a Christian, prayerfulness comes into that idea. And especially with the electromagnetic energy, the power of prayer, the power of being in a state of prayer constantly. Mm -hmm. For example, driving Anya to school this morning, hearing at this intersection of beeping car horn and there's a guy riding the the ass of another car and he's flipping him off and you could just see this guy totally enraged and and I thought to myself the best thing I could do is send a prayer his way see if I could get him with a prayer that sort of thing people have a tendency not to take that too seriously I think that we do have that power in us how do you tell your congregants how do you tell the listeners here how to hone that. We've talked about how to get into thankfulness. We've talked about mindfulness. Let's talk about prayerfulness. Would that be the intersection of the two? That's a lot, Marty. Give me a sec to process. Yeah, take your time. The, the, okay, so you have to intentionally do this. I can tell you how to do it, but you have to do it. I'm not coming to your house and making sure you do it. You're on your own. And there's a key point right there in that we all want to be together. We all want to get along. But in the end, we're also all alone and on our own and have a relationship with, with, with God. And we have to work on it. I can give you pointers to work on it. You have to practice. It's like playing guitar. It hurts until you get the calluses. It's a practice. And the 10,000-hour theory. Right, The Beatles hit the Ed Sullivan show and everybody, oh, these guys are flashing the pan and came out of nowhere. They'd already put in 10,000 hours and you've got a lifetime to practice this. And we need to start teaching kids when they're younger to breathe. So the process is be quiet, shut up, okay, and breathe so you can feel yourself getting out of your head and down into your heart and give the short prayer, thank you, without expectation. 
Thank you for this day. Thank you for my life. Thank you. You can do the list if you want, or you can just say, thank you, Lord. And the list is already up. And as you go through the day, when you hit points of anxiety or stress, you can do the same thing. Center down. Okay. Okay. This is not good, but I'm going to be thankful and I'm going to approach it. I'm getting to hate driving. I want to get to a place in my life where I can walk safely everywhere. I go down my driveway here and if there's an accident on the Queen E, everybody's bailing off the Queen E onto the lakeshore. And it'll take you 10 minutes to get onto the road. And people are getting more aggressive and angry. I'm seeing that. And so that electromagnetic energy, they may not consciously know it. But you do. And you can just, there you go. I hope you have a better day. Please don't crash. There's a thing in Ontario called Orange which is a helicopter and it's a big orange helicopter and it's a horsepower like you wouldn't believe. And it makes a sound like no other helicopter on the face of the earth. And you hear it long before you see it. And as soon as you hear it, it's an air ambulance and somebody's having a bad day. And part of our practice is whenever we hear orange, you think, be with them. Whoever it is, whatever it is, be with them. Not just the patient, but the crew. And so you got to get into that thankful, humble spirit and then share it. And don't worry about getting stuff back because you'll you'll get, it'll come back tenfold. Earlier you talked about that Pastor Joel Olstein and that whole idea of praying for abundance. And I love what you said about God knows what you want. You don't have to be asking for it. And he knows what you need. It's not what you can't always get what you want, but if you try sometimes, you'll find you get what you need. Oh, that's that should be a lyric. It should. I'll <laughs> give it to you. You can write it into a song. I think you're crossing into an area C.S. Lewis described the little old lady in the screw tape letters being the greatest adversary to Satan because she was a spiritual warrior in her humility, mm-hmm. in her prayerfulness, in her mindfulness. And uh, screw tape, the uncle says to Wormwood, his nephew, you know, keep away from her because she's a mighty warrior. Her energy, in so many words. And, of course, the joke, if you will, is that it's a little old decrepit lady. He also talks about a person that he screw tape that he successfully brought to hell. And He says how the guy is sitting at a museum and he's looking at this beautiful work of art. And he's starting now to get in touch with his mindfulness, Mm -hmm. with his spirit. And Screwtape says, just when it looks like it's all going to go to heaven with this guy, he says, I suggested to him, how about lunch? (laughs) Screwtape goes on to say he's now safely in our father's house. It's a great. It's a great read, but once again, as a human being, as I go through my day, that little monkey mind, that little, the reptilian part, Mm -hmm. always, what is your advice when the person gets tripped up? How do you, when you're about to get onto the Queen Elizabeth and the next thing you know, somebody cuts you off? How do you shift back from that, or do you even go there? Yeah, it's awareness. 
of what's going on in your brain. And it's fight or flight. We have a higher self and a lower self is the reptile brain, the monkey brain. I don't care what you want to call it. Well, it's not in the Bible. I don't care. It's the way it is. It's part of creation, right? And our goal in life is to always be working towards our higher self. And there's the Ecclesiastes 3. There is a time for this, a time for that, a time for this, a time. And there are those who will just go down the positive column. If we could all just be only really positive all the time, joy, love, hate, and we don't need throwing stones and the hate and the war, that's the black and white. That's the yin and the yang. That's how it's put together and in us. And sometimes we need to fight. And sometimes we need to get angry. Those are very powerful forces. They can come to dominate you in your life and take over. It's like killing begets killing. There's a few trials down in your neck of the woods these days. And it's it. people don't realize the violence begets violence. Who lives by the sword dies by the sword. And we're not called to do that. We're called to acknowledge we have that aspect, but at the same time work at getting to our higher self. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. We're not humans having a spiritual experience. Okay. And it takes work. Whenever the moment is, whatever it is, with stress, anxiety, depression, anger, you have to be aware. And you have to know, I got to take steps now to put a limit. Because if you get that anger, it'll carry you away. And it'll suck you into the vortex and it will dominate and control and shade your day. But when you first see it or feel it, mostly feel it, you got to say, whoa, whoa, la. <laughs> going down this path and be thankful be joyful be and, and that's the practice mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. let's uh, sum up everything from our talk here around the campfire the first thing i'm coming away with from talking to you is when we started this podcast i said it's pop culture this whole thing of gratitude and i think what I was referring, part of the culture that expects the gimme. If we're grateful, we will get, and, and, and materialistically. Mm -hmm. And then you took gratitude, and you said, really, it's thankfulness. And you walked us through a, a process of getting into mindfulness. Finally, we're talking about this all being really not only physically in our bodies as spiritual beings living a human experience, our actual bodies emanate this electromagnetic pulse of energy. So there's the scientific proof, but then also this whole sense of prayerfulness reaching out to people. You are creating then in summation, the very community that we try to get when we go to a brick and mortar church. Mm -hmm. which you don't need so gratitude okay the whole cult of gratitude and mindfulness talking about the same thing i've been talking about in terms of faith and spirit but religious words people reject and somebody has found a way to find another word to say the same thing mm -hmm. and as we move forward we've been having this discussion too there's a lot of language we have to lose if we're going to move forward. One, this coming Sunday is Christ the King. Nothing could be farther from where he was at than to celebrate the King, because kings are wealthy. Kings lord over people. Kings use violence to get what they want. He never lorded over anybody. He just wanted to be a servant, right? He wasn't about wealth and accumulation. It was about sharing the goods of creation with each other. 
love one another. And the thankful in the heart thing ties in with let your light shine. And that's it. When you have that, you're going to shine in the darkness. And again, remember, if you're shining, you're going to attract moths. <laughs> wow. I like that. Guaranteed. How can our listeners get in touch with you, Pastor Drew? If they would like, they can send an email to St. David Secretary at gmail.com. And, uh... Perfect. Folks, we have been listening to Pastor Drew Jakes of St. David's Church Community up in Campbellsville, Ontario. And we've been talking around the campfire. And I hope you enjoyed this conversation that we had about thankfulness slash mindfulness slash prayerfulness. We really took a, a beautiful journey here today. And you gave people a lot to, to digest, which is perfect for Thanksgiving. Thank you for listening. For more information about this show or a transcript, visit martinmccormack.com. While there, sign up for our newsletter. See you next time on Strung Out. Stay.